Colleagues, welcome back to the office. It's Steve and welcome to the CPE Today podcast. We're going to get started with our podcast presentation here just in a moment. But before we do, I'd like to share some insight on how you can receive credit for watching today's presentation. There are two options. You can either watch live as it's being recorded through Zoom, more on that here in a moment, or you could be watching or listening on demand wherever you happen to receive content. We distribute our show through YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, our website, and many other places. Now, if you happen to be watching on demand on your own schedule. After watching or listening to today's class, head on over to cpetoday.com and locate today's course page. Uh, you can find our course code by looking at the footer of the presentation to see the link presented there, and it will also be mentioned throughout the presentation on multiple occasions. After Purchasing today's class, you'll complete a short five-question quiz on what was discussed in today's presentation. And upon passing that, your certificate for your CPE credits will be automatically generated and available for download. In addition to your purchase, you can also download copies of today's presentation, learning materials, you can ask the presenter questions, and more. Now, if you happen to be watching live as it's being recorded through Zoom, your attendance will be confirmed through attendance prompts, which will occur every 12 to 20 minutes and approximately four per hour. They'll pop up automatically. And when a prompt comes up, please choose a response to confirm your attendance. It doesn't actually matter what you choose as long as you choose something as your response will confirm your engagement with our presentation. Attendance prompts might not be announced, so please keep an eye out for them. Now, as long as you've com uh, completed at least 75% of the attendance prompts, you will receive full credit for our presentation. Your completion certificate will be delivered to you by email within two business days of the event. You can always visit cpetoday.com if you have any questions or issues with your certificate. After our presentation today, we'd love to know what you think. Uh, there will be a course evaluation that will automatically pop up. It should take you anywhere from one to three minutes to complete, and your feedback will be used to help us produce better content in the future. Now, if you have any questions or comments throughout the presentation, we'd love to know what they are. Please use the chat or the Q&A functionality to let us know what you think, or if you have any questions on the materials that are being presented. Also, please feel free to share your experience, knowledge, and insight with the class. If you have any technical issues, you can also use that functionality to ask for help. You can always find great content at cpetoday.com. We have a variety of self-study and live courses from all topics, accounting, audit, personal development, Excel, QuickBooks, and more, you name it. Check out cpetoday.com. And the CPE Today podcast is made available Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. And you can always find great content being discussed in that podcast every single week. If you happen to be a new user, listener, viewer of the CPE Today podcast, thank you so much for coming. Welcome. We're ecstatic and happy to have you. How about you get a free credit on us? Use coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST at checkout to get a free credit for today's class. We're going to go ahead and get started with our presentation here in the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy our presentation. Okay. Um, with respect to QBO, there's also the option. If you come up here to the little gear icon, you can select this option, export data, uh, just like with QBO's import capabilities, you can also export too. So you can download your general ledger and all these different pieces. They've made it pretty easy to be able to just to kind of like export this stuff directly to Excel. And you can also do it by a specific date and time. And there's also this guy down here moving to QuickBooks desktop. And if you click this and you kind of continue to go through this, this is going to be where you can find the steps to export this to um, QuickBooks desktop and then how it will actually generate the file for you. Okay. So that's, uh, that's where you would go ahead and do that. All right, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about opening balances. So regardless of how you actually get your data in there, assuming it's not a brand new business, you're going to have opening balances. And these always prove to be really kind of difficult with respect to getting uh, stuff in. <clears throat> so I've got some guidelines here, which will hopefully get this set up correctly for you and will hopefully avoid you having to use, in my mind, which is a, a not a good account, which is that opening balance equity account or uncategorized income account or uncategorized expense. 
And further, you're gonna have the ability to be able to reconcile this information back, okay? So what you actually wanna do here when you're opening up, whether you're in QBO or QBD, is to actually do this all by journal entry, okay? Seeing a common theme here with journal entries, it doesn't matter what you use, journal entries are still so very useful. And so what you wanna do is you actually wanna create a journal entry for all the opening balances in all accounts except bank accounts, accounts receivable, AR, and inventory. And for these four accounts, uh, you can use the following amounts. And I've got this specified here on page 74 if you're if you're following along. Okay, so what we would end up doing here, we come on over here to our company, we're gonna go ahead and create a journal entry. Okay, we put this journal entry, let's say as of 1231, and we would go ahead and journal in from our trial balance, um, you know, all the appropriate account entries listing here. For our bank balances, we'd enter the bank statement balance, not the reconciled balance. So each bank balance would be as of the last bank statement before the QuickBooks start date. So if we're starting as of 1-1 and the last base bank statement was 1231, that's what we're going to want to do. Leave out AR, AP, and inventory from this actual journal entry. And, um, and because of the differences that we've outlined, the journal entry will not yet balance, okay? And what you're gonna end up doing is you're gonna plug it through retained earnings. Okay, next you're gonna go ahead and enter all the outstanding bank transactions that occurred before the start date of the new QuickBooks installation as debits and credits to cash with the residual, again, flowing through retained earnings. For AP, enter all the outstanding invoices, um, and you're just gonna use the standard QuickBooks functionality for this. Uh, so for our customers, we would just come over here and we would put in for all of our open AR, we'd go ahead and put in all of our open AR items. Likewise, for accounts payable, we would do the same thing. We would enter in all of our outstanding um, payments that we haven't set up already, okay? And for our inventory, we're gonna set up all of our inventory items, import them in, and the opening balance, uh, the credits will ultimately go to the opening balance equity. And after we've created all of this, we'll record a journal entry to move opening balance equity to retained earnings. So ultimately you're just flowing everything through retained earnings and you'll clear out that opening balance equity account. It won't appear on any of your statements. So that's in general, the principles of this, I will tell you in practice, very nuanced in terms of being able to get this set up correctly. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about user access and security. I've already touched upon this a few different ways, but um, I'll, I'll just finish it in the context of setting up this new file. Okay, with respect to access and security, I will tell you it's a fundamental component of internal control. Um, you know, with respect to internal controls, we have what we call general controls, and then we have application controls. General controls talk about security to the network, security to the actual physical devices, the computers encryption standards, uh, locks on the doors. And they're the fundamental building block of how internal controls are built in our system, are built inside of our companies. And absent of general controls, we really can't rely upon anything more complicated. Okay, so assuming you've got all your internal general controls set up, you need to set up application controls. And this is gonna ultimately come down to establishing individual rights and uh, levels of access inside of the accounting system per, per person. Come on over here to the company, from company, users, setup users. Okay, you're gonna go ahead and set up those user rights and uh, nice, you know, in QuickBooks Enterprise, you get a lot more granular control. You can set up roles and then associate those users to those specific roles. In your standard Premiere though, you really just have very, very limited access. You could set up an administrator and an administrator is the only user with full rights to all the program areas, including company preferences. And for this, the administrator should always be someone of, of authority and privilege inside the company, the owner, the controller, CFO. Uh, I personally wouldn't recommend the CPA be the, the admin solely from the position of uh, independence. So I would tell you that uh, it's really kind of up to you. Let's go ahead and go into our next section here and let's go ahead and talk through reporting inside of uh, QuickBooks. Okay, lots of options with respect to reporting inside of this tool. I mean, there is no shortage of stuff that you can do inside of, uh, inside of um, both QuickBooks Desktop and as well as QuickBooks Online. And frankly, um, I think they both are really good on the reporting side of this, especially if you know what you're doing. Uh, the reporting can be pretty simple, it can be pretty turnkey, it can be very transparent. There's lots of flexibility. I actually would say the reporting on a QuickBooks Online is better than QuickBooks Desktop. Um, for a lot of different reasons, starting first and 
starting first and foremost with I can set up scheduled reports that can get sent out automatically. And because all the, uh, and, and also I can do Power BI dashboards with QuickBooks data automatically without really kind of any data mapping or creating third-party connections or anything else. Um, that's two things I can do straight out of QBO that I cannot do out of QBD. And from, from my purposes, that, that makes it a better reporting solution. Uh, and I can also pull out uh, using ODBC, Open Database Connectivity, I can pull data out of uh, both of these solutions like it were directly out of a database, which is pretty nifty too. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about reporting and, and showing you a couple things that you can do here. Now, within QuickBooks Desktop, okay, all the reporting options are going to be from the Report Center and from the Reports menu here. Uh, they have adjusted and updated this over the last couple of years. Truthfully, not a big fan of the Report Center. It's not that it's bad. I just, just I know what I want, I, you know, so I tend to not kind of go in here. But I guess from the client perspective, if you didn't know what type of report you were looking for, uh, this is a nice, friendly, approachable way to actually uh, kind of find the reports. There's lots of different types. You know, you got PNL, PNL detail, year-to-date comparison, prior period comparison, job, class, unclassified, you know, and and more. You know, so that they all can kind of be uh, can all be set. Your standard QuickBooks reports, though, you know, you can access right up here from the reports menu, company financial, and let's just go to our PNL standard. Okay. And so from the PNL standard, what we can see, this is just your standard report, you know, that can be, that can be listed here. Okay. And these reports themselves can be customized in so many different ways and can be modified in so many different ways to fit the specific requirements of whatever you're trying to, to provide information on. Okay. So standard options with respect to your reporting here, up here in the subheader, this is where you can adjust your dates, you know, so month to date, year to date, it's got lots of relative. So this month, last month, this year to date, last year to date, so on and so forth. And you can always be granular too, with respecting uh, choosing a specific date uh, start and a specific date end. Okay. You can also come over here to your show columns, and this is going to be where you can specify and break things out through, again, a 3D type of uh, analysis. And what I mean by 3D is that you have, you know, three dimensions. You've got an x-axis, a y-axis, and then also the data. So we can analyze this in all dimensions here, really kind of getting that level of detail that we're looking for. And there's lots of ways that this can be summarized. Uh, so if we wanted to, we can even summarize it like by month, which is a pretty common so let's go to this fiscal year. And now we can be able to analyze this. So January, February, March, April, so on and so forth. Okay, or we can pick it to quarter and be able to summarize it as well. We can also change our accounting basis, accrual and cash. But really to get into the meat of this report, what we're gonna have to do is come over here to this customized report. And this is gonna be where we will get really granular with respect to exactly how this report should look and function. Let's say, for example, we want to do the current year, or let's go total only. Then we can also add sub-columns, you know, for prior period, prior year, and year-to-date. So if we did previous period, we can also add the delta by percentage and by, uh, by dollar. And so allowing us to do that prior period comparison between the two, and we can see both percentages as well as dollars between those um, periods. Now, it's important to note, for example, if I chose this fiscal year and I also chose prior period, something like this, ultimately the data is going to be the same between both those columns. So just be conscious of, you know, the, the relative time offering that you pick, because sometimes you can just uh, knowingly or unknowingly just kind of double up with respect to your options here. Okay, we can also do percentages of row column, we can change the sort sequence. If we come down here into advance, we can also choose to display, like, for example, rows, all rows, only rows with data, only rows that are um, non zero, same with our columns, um, we can choose our reporting calendar, fiscal year, calendar year, income tax year. Down to our filter, this is going to be where we can get really kind of granular with respect to what uh, actual accounts are going to be presented in this report. Uh, so by default for profit loss, obviously we want all income and expenses, but we can get even more granular on this. So we could say, for example, uh, only specific type of uh, accounts should be displayed. You know, So if I came down here and maybe we only got a listing of our expenses... 
let's just pick our job costs as an example here. It could drill down just to that one specific uh, type of account as needed. Okay. We can also use this. I'll give you an example how I use it. I have one client that uh, pays us through retainer, uh, meaning they, they give us money in advance. We hold that money and then we bill against that money uh, on a period driven basis. So I have an account, I have a liability set up and it's a customer deposits retainer. And every month I have to send that customer a retainer report. Well, what I do is I have a filter just onto that customer deposits retainer account. And then I have an additional filter on the name to only filter down to that customer's name. And it allows me to produce a really simple report that then I can give to the client showing exactly the status of their retainer. We can come over here to the header and footer. This is where we can get granular with the name of the client, the report title, maybe instead of profit loss, we want to call this an income statement. Okay, uh, the day prepared, we can put in, for example, an extra footer line for internal use only. Okay, whether or not the printer is, uh, the footer is on every page or just the first page. And then all the, um, all of the, all of the uh, color and font options to your heart's content can be output on the reports, okay? No limitations with respect to kind of how these, these reports themselves can look. Okay, now the reports themselves can be outputted by uh, printing them. So if I wanted to go ahead and print this, I can print this and you'll see exactly what we have. Here's our little footer. We can also export these to PDF if we wanted to as well. We can kick them out by email by and put them into an Excel workbook or a PDF. We can also kick them out directly to Excel as well. Okay, now I do have an issue with respect to outputting these reports to Excel. The reports that come out of QuickBooks in Excel format, and this is really kind of no fault of Excel itself, are always just really gross uh, and difficult to work with if you're trying to do, for example, like formulas, pivot table calculations, and more. Um, I teach a whole series of classes on how to actually make the reports very usable out of QuickBooks. My personal recommendation, if you're gonna kick something out to Excel, is actually not to kick it out into Excel format, uh, but rather, but rather, kick it out into a CSV file. And with that CSV file, uh, it's just gonna, it's gonna be just the data itself. It's not gonna include a whole bunch of extra columns and rows. Okay, it's just gonna be the data. So here you go. There you go. That's actually a lot easier to work with. I can do some if, I can do lookup formulas, I can turn this into a pivot table. That's actually a lot better. So to compare these two next to each other, it uh, looks like I didn't save that other one, but you you saw how stepped that report was, how like granular and how stepped that was. Okay, now QuickBooks is not limited just to um, creating um, table-based reports as we see here. Uh, we can also do graphic-based reports as well. Um, so, you know, if we wanted to, for example, be able to produce and produce a, and produce a, let's say dashboard review. Uh, if we came back over here into our reports section, we can, uh, come over here to our report center. And there's also this income and expense graph. Uh, again, this feels like straight out of. 1996 crystal reports, but yeah, you can do this. So, I mean, here you go. This is your, your report. You can adjust And some of these reports are not really that powerful in the sense that you don't get a lot of granular control. So uh, you might only be able to adjust like the vendor or the customer, or maybe even the time period. So here's how I could be able to, uh, to summarize this. And so I could look at this by um, income. I can switch this to look by expense. Now, report like this, you cannot modify. This is exactly what the report does, and uh, that's how the report will always function. Now, a couple of extra things that are part of the Premier as well as the Enterprise version that you should know, okay? So, in the Premier and the Enterprise version, you also have another tool called the, and they change, they've changed the name of it several times, used to be called the QuickBooks Statement Writer, then it was the Intuit Statement Writer, now it's back to the QuickBooks Desktop Statement Writer. 
Uh, but you got this tool right here. Now, this is technically a third-party tool. Um, it's made by Intuit, so it's it's not that big of a deal um, to run this. But what this allows you to do is, and this is a good example of what we call that integrated application here, is that uh, with this particular tool, you can actually produce QuickBooks reports directly inside of Microsoft Excel. Okay. Now, the first time you go to run this, it's going to prompt and say, hey, do you want to allow uh, this tool to be able to read files? The read the file information and you have a couple of different options you can say yes but prompt me yes but the file has to be open uh, or you can also say yes and then allow this app to run even if the file's not open allowing you to run uh, and generate reports inside of microsoft excel uh, even without having the actual quickbooks file itself open and you can select the user that it should be running at okay you could also select you know what uh third-party tool should have access to sensitive data as well okay we're going to go ahead and allow this tool to run. This is going to go ahead and pop up. And it looks like we need to go ahead and install some additional tools. But we'll see if we can get this to run here for you. I'm having just a day with QuickBooks. Hopefully this makes you feel like validated when you have a day with QuickBooks. All right. For whatever reason, this doesn't want to run here. Um, let me see if I can get this to run from Excel. Okay. Now, when you have the Intuit Statement Writer enabled, when you come into Excel, you actually get a new menu. And yeah, hold on. I got to, let me see if I can get this to run. If I can't, we'll just go ahead and move on. Okay. So this requires what's called .NET. It's a standard framework for um, for uh, applications inside of uh, Windows. Windows features on or off. And then we need to enable .NET 3.5. So hopefully this will pop up here just in a minute. And this is just like a one-time configuration change to allow you to be able to run Intuit Statement Writer. And frankly, a lot of applications run uh, .NET. So it's coming directly from Microsoft. It's just basically enabling a Windows feature here. Okay. I'm gonna let that run here in the background and we'll come back in and hopefully uh, this will be done for us just in a moment. And while that is operating and updating, let's go ahead and talk about the reporting inside of QBO. Okay. All right. So inside of QBO, you're going to access all your reporting over here on the left from the reports menu. Um, the reporting looks, looks and feels pretty similar with respect to the QuickBooks desktop and QuickBooks enterprise uh, reporting. Uh, nothing really you know, crazy to write home about here. Uh, but as I mentioned, I actually find this to be a little bit easier and a little bit more intuitive to work with. Okay, so um, you can mark uh, reports as being favorite. And when you're in the reports section up top, it'll go ahead and keep those up at the top here. And with one click, you can go ahead and access those specific reports. So let's go into our balance sheet. Okay, now on the uh, reports themselves, you also get the ability to be able to customize these pretty heavily. So uh, you can access and change the reporting period. So this year, um, you know, this month, this week, so on and so forth. Uh, you can do the same thing with respect to the columns. So if I want to be able to uh, run this and look at this across multiple columns, I can go ahead and do so. Uh, the one thing I would say that's a little bit different, it's not a big thing, it's just how you need to know how QuickBooks Online runs. Anytime you make a modification, so let's say I want to run this by quarters as an example, None of the reports are going to update until you hit the run report button. And once you click that one report button, then it'll go ahead and it will um, it will go ahead and update that report for you. Okay. Okay. 
we can access our uh, comparing periods. So we can say, go ahead, you know, for example, compare prior year, just like we did in the desktop application. We can compare those two next to each other. And we can also add the percentages and uh, uh, the other displays options, like for example, display all accounts or only accounts with data as well. Okay. Now, a majority of the report customizations are gonna be done over here under your customized reports. And from the customized reports, this is where you're gonna be able to um, really kind of get into the weeds with respect to how this report should look and function. Uh, some of the, for example, options that you're gonna see up here under your report period are gonna be the same over here. They're just all in one place. Okay, so you can set your accounting method. You can set whether or not you should show cents or not show cents. You can divide by a thousand. Um, why would you divide by a thousand? Let's say you've got a pretty big company with lots of revenue and you could use this basically to report in thousands uh, for your financial statements. So. Um, I would make sure though, when you uh, go to run this report, you add a thing that says in thousands to the actual uh, presentation of this. Uh, but it's intended for people who have big numbers and you know want to display in a more summary format. You can choose how you're going to display your, your negative numbers. You know, So if you have anything that's negative over here, you can make it red, you can put parentheses around it as well. Okay, likewise, you can choose what columns, you can change what columns are displayed. Uh, this will become more important. For example, I'll show you in a general ledger view here in a moment. You can also change the filter. I think the filters run a little bit easier here and they're a little bit more easy to understand. So if I wanted to show an, a balance sheet by customer, which I wouldn't do, or a product uh, by product or service, again, I could filter down to that. I would typically use these filters right here though, more for the income statement than I would like a balance sheet. And you can also uh, customize 100% the header and footer, the alignment and all the other information that you want to see present on this, okay? Now, let's say you get your report, you got it looking the way you want it to be. Well, you can come over here and you can click this customize, save customize option. And in doing so, this will, the equivalent of memorize the report um, that QuickBooks Desktop will do, it will remember the customizations that you've done in this report, but for QBO, okay? So you can give it a name, balance sheet. You can also start to organize your reports. So you can create a group of reports, maybe weekly reports, monthly reports, reports on assets, reports on inventory. You can kind of categorize and organize these through the groups options as well. Now, by default, when you create a customized report, it's only visible to you. So nobody else is gonna see this report. Now, what you can do is you can come down here and you can specify other users who should have access to this report, or you can just specify all, and that means anybody in the company can run this report that you've specified. Now, this down here, this is a new option, share reports with the community, okay? We'll come back to that here in a moment. This is a QuickBooks Lab function, and what this allows you to do is to publish the report structure, not the data. So it's not like people are gonna see your assets and your, your, your cash and all that stuff. That's just, hey, you might've created a cool report. You can actually share that report structure with other people and then other people can use it as well. And I'll show you what that looks like here in a minute. But we're gonna go ahead and save this report. Okay, this report format is now saved. And if I come back into my reports section and I come over here to custom reports, I will have my custom report established. And at any point I can go ahead and click into this report and I can go ahead and see exactly those report customizations as set forth. And I'll have to customize the report every single time. Now, within the customized reports, as we've set up here, a couple of things that you can do. Notice over here on the right-hand side, it says email unscheduled. This is something you can't do in QuickBooks Desktop. Well, what you can do in this report is that when you click into it and you edit it, what you can do is you can change the name of it if you'd like, you can add it to a report if you'd like. All of these things were present on the saving customize screen, except this one down here, set email schedule. And now what you can do is you can actually send this report to be sent out at whatever frequency you want. So daily, weekly, monthly, twice a month, okay? Um, and this would be how you would, you know, kind of automate the distributing of this information. So we could say this goes out weekly, and we can go ahead and attach the actual report itself and it will send it out both as a 
uh, either as a PDF file or as an Excel file to whomever you specify to receive this particular file. Okay. And so now that report has been customized, that report is ready to go. Uh, now you might be asking yourself, well, Steve, what if I want to send an income statement along with the balance sheet? Well, that is where you would come in. You would modify your income statement the way you'd like, get it all good to go. Ultimately save this customization. Okay. We're going to go ahead and save this here. And then that's where that report group can be really helpful. So notice we've got these two reports that are set up. Well, what we can do now is we can go ahead and put these into a group. So we'll go ahead and give it a group. Let's just call this group name uh, management team. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and select save and close. So here's our management team report. We're gonna go ahead and put this other report into the management team group. Okay, and now both of these are under that same group. And now if we come over here to our schedule, this is where we can go ahead and we can set this. Okay, and it's gonna include and send all of the files within that group, in this case, to the management team, completely automating the distribution of that information. So in this case, the management team would get the income statement, the balance sheet every single day. Okay. All right. So a question did come in for Brittany earlier and she was asking, hey, is there a way to download a spreadsheet for bills printed so that we can use a positive pay to the bank directly? Okay, well, Brittany, here's how I would handle it. I would handle it probably through reporting and what I would probably end up doing if I were using QBO and they are, you know, there's an equivalent report in QBD. What I would end up doing here, Brittany, is I would come over here and I would come down to our bill payment list, probably this report right here. And I would specify the date that I would want this bill payment list. Now I'm gonna make this big just so we have a lot of data to run here, Brittany. And I could see here, here are those payments that we, that we issued. The next thing I would do here, Brittany, is I would actually customize the columns and I would show what information. So I don't need to see number. I wanna see the date, the vendor and the amount. Uh, maybe for example, we wanted to have the memo and description. Oh, okay, I got that. And then maybe we set our filter over here. And then what you would wanna do here, Brittany, since you're specifically asking for uh, status of this, this is be where you would set your payment, okay? And so you probably would set this either to the payment as being uncleared, and you probably also wanna set where the check printed was uh, printed, you know, um, or to be printed, okay? I'm gonna leave this off just so we keep having the data that we want. But ultimately it's gonna go ahead and it's gonna produce this. And let's movie, movie, let's go ahead and move our memo over one, okay? And so here's that data, okay? Now, what I would then do, Brittany, here is that I would then also export this. Well, actually, let me, let me back up. I would save this as a customization and we would call this positive pay, okay? And you could set this so that it emails out every day as I kind of showed you through the customized reports section, if you wanted to. I mean, that's a really easy way to automate this. Okay. Maybe I also customize this. Notice over here for MasterCard, it's got this. Maybe I don't actually want that account listed. So again, what we can do is we can filter down and we can say, hey, you know what? This would only be for that checking account. And I don't want to see it for that other. So maybe here is just our checks. And here are the checks that we've recently uh, done. So again, let's save that positive pay report, okay? So that would allow me to come back over here to my custom reports and I would select this positive pay report and then I would select the scope of when I would like this report to run. I would then go ahead and then export this to Excel and it should be relatively good to go at this point in time, okay? Now you'll notice with Excel, it's gonna go ahead and drop in all this extra data that may or may not be required for you. But what I would probably end up doing here is I would probably continue to refine this uh, to get rid of all the unnecessary stuff. 
So I would, for example, probably come over here to my header and footer, turn these off, day prepared, turn that off. Let's try that again. And it's pretty close. You probably also want to remove your total and remove column A. But in a nutshell, that's probably where I would end up. Now I'm going to show you a process here in a minute uh, that might even get you a little bit closer, but please let me know if that helps you, Brittany, in terms of what you're looking to do. Okay, now one other thing you can do in QBO that's pretty nifty are these things called management reports. And with respect to management reports, what this allows you to do is it allows you to create a collection of reports um that would be really useful for like a compilation statement or for example for a review okay um the idea behind this being is that often every single period you know let's say you're doing a compilation i mean you're doing the same stuff you know and um maybe maybe you do this as the external account maybe you're just doing this internally to the company it's really hard to determine when when or where uh, maybe you're the cfo and you're presenting to the board of directors or or something but the intention is um the intention of this is, is that you can kind of combine the reports that you're using on a regular basis into a single consolidated view. Okay. And so there are three basic management reports that you can utilize company overview, sales performance, and expense performance. They all roughly are the same, um, but they're essentially a collection of reports. So um, let's go ahead and take a look at this company overview. Now, by default, it's going to select to this year. You can choose a different time period if you'd like. Uh, but you cannot specify a custom time period. It has to be this year, last year, this week, next week, something like that. Okay, then we're going to come over here and we're going to go ahead and select view. Now, this is the default report. So this is really just to kind of give you an idea of what this looks like. And then we'll talk about how we can modify this here. Okay, so this report includes things like a cover sheet, table of contents, and then very simply a profit and loss statement that are included in a balance sheet, it looks like. Okay. Now what we can do is we can actually take this report and we can actually edit this. And so we can go ahead and select edit. And this is going to give us the ability now to be able to modify this report. So we can drop in, for example, our cool custom logo. If we wanted to, we can customize the uh, cover of our report. Um, we can customize the title. So maybe it is compilation. Okay, compilations, compilation. There we go. Okay, um, and there's also placeholders here. So you'll see like, uh, for example, bracket company name, it'll substitute for company name. Okay, prepared by, prepared date, disclaimer, management use only, so on and so forth. Okay, the next section we can choose to include or not include a table of contents if we wanted to. Uh, we can include preliminary pages. This allows us, for example, to include like a preamble, like, you know, this compilation report was reviewed without, uh, you know, was, was prepared without reviewer test services. Uh, the numbers are the ownership and responsibility of management, blah, blah, blah. You know, essentially the management letter, the accountant's letter all can go in here. And again, if you click this little bracket guy, uh, you can even see uh, the placeholders that you can uh, ultimately end up using. And there's a whole bunch of them. Okay, next is going to be what reports to get included. So you got your P&L, your balance sheet. We can go ahead and we can add additional reports as well. Okay, so if we wanted to add, for example, uh, profit loss balance sheet, maybe we want to go ahead and add an AP aging. Okay, maybe we want to go ahead and add a AR aging. Maybe we want to go ahead and add a cash flow. In the interest of time, I'm not going to try to go find this, but trust me, it's somewhere in there. Maybe open invoices. Okay. We can then adjust the order of these, of how we want them to be. Um, you know, we can, for example, we get some parameters here. So like the report should be open invoices. We can change the title profit loss. For example, we can include, you know, the title, change it if we want. So if we don't want profit loss, it could be a, uh, a statement, uh, income statement. Okay. We could also include our prior period if we wanted to. There we go. Okay, now down here, we can also do our end pages. So if you actually wanted to uh, provide like a notes to the financial statement, we can also do that as well.
And at any point, we can go ahead and do our print and preview, and we can actually see a nice preview of this report. And essentially, it's a full-blown financial statement at this point, which is pretty cool, you know? All right, so save and close. We can give it a name. We'll call this one custom. Save and close. Come on. Ah, that's terrible UI. Let's see, save as. You'd think if you hit this, it should hit that, but it doesn't. Okay, save in there. There we go. All right, and we'll go ahead and close this out. Now, I've created my custom one over here. I can now just view it. I can send it. So I can send this out to people if I wanted to do so. I can also come on over here and I can export this as a docs file. So if I wanted to come in here and then get a lot more granular, I can open this bad boy up inside of Microsoft Word. And I can be able to make whatever changes I want at this point in time. Now this data will not be linked. So it's up to us to make sure like the balance sheet balances. But I mean, you could save this, you know, do all your work inside of QuickBooks and then save um, this, you know, you know, compilation report. And you've essentially got almost a full-blown financial statement that uh, you can be able to send and prepare to the client. Okay. So that's the management report. And that's one of my favorite features uh, inside of QBO. I don't really have a need for it. I just love the elegancy of that product. Okay. The last thing I want to mention before I go back and see if we can get that statement writer to run here is uh, Power BI. Now, Power BI, if you've never heard of it before, it is a dashboard intelligence and business intelligence tool. And it's a really, really super, super, super powerful with respect to doing literally any type of business intelligence, dashboard reporting, uh, and more. You could build charts and graphs and reports. And I mean, you could do some incredible, incredible stuff with this tool. I actually teach several classes on how you can leverage this tool effectively. Uh, one of the cool things you can do with this is you can match mash data up from several different places. So you can take accounting data, put it next to sales data, put that next to payroll data, put that next to social media data, server data, so on and so forth. Okay. Power BI has a native connection to QuickBooks Online, not QuickBooks Desktop, but QuickBooks Online. And so you can actually set this up where it will natively pull data out of QuickBooks and pull it directly into your charts and graphs and maps and Power BI. And all you have to do is basically just sign in and it'll take you directly in here. You plop in your, your data, you're logging in directly with into it. Okay, you put in your username and password and then it makes that data available in Power BI and you can produce charts and graphs to your heart's content. And what's really cool, it's repeatable, refreshable. Once you've designed these charts and graphs, they're going to stay up to date um, forever, you know, and because the data lives in QuickBooks, it's always up to date. It's always on the internet. Power BI will also have access to it too. And so in my mind, that kind of makes it a killer feature of QBO. All right. Let's go ahead and see if I can show you the Intuit statement writer. Let's see if it is playing ball now. All right, so the Intuit Statement Writer. <laughs> Let's see if it comes up. Uh, what this tool will allow you to do, you know, if I can't get this to come up here, and apparently it really does not want to run, is, and frankly, I've always had issues with it. It's always kind of very, very temperamental on whether or not it wants to operate. And what this tool allows you to do, though, is to be able to produce uh, ultimately allows you to be able to produce uh, financial statements directly inside of Microsoft Excel. And uh, traditionally where this, uh, this application uh, was really limited is it required you run the 32-bit version of uh, Microsoft Excel that has now changed. It now supports both the 32-bit and the 64-bit. All right, hopefully that's all we needed. Let's see if we can get this up and running here. Oh my God, okay, I'm just gonna stop. But uh, in a nutshell, you can specify the um, you can specify the uh, the columns, the order, and what it'll do is it actually creates a separate Excel file uh, for you. And from that Excel file, you can actually pull data directly out of QuickBooks Desktop, and um, 
right inside of Excel. And then you can repeat and refresh those reports right inside of Excel. But essentially you do all of the work with related to that financial statement inside of Excel and it's pulling that data out uh, directly into Excel for it. When it works, it works pretty nifty. Again, even under the best of circumstances, I've always found it to be extremely temperamental uh, with whether or not it wants to actually function. I'm gonna point out that both QuickBooks Desktop and QuickBooks Online provide uh, both uh, the ability to be able to do budgets and also the ability to project and, and measure cash flow. Um, a lot of those features and functions are gonna be built into the actually the home view. So as an example here from this home view, you can get this nice little um, view of kind of like your upcoming expenses and your upcoming income, as well as the projection. And if you come over here, where are you company? Company snapshot. Uh, this could be a really, really kind of helpful view to kind of see the company overall. And from here, you can also see like, for example, your upcoming payments invoice status, payment reminders, and the like you can add from this company snapshot. And likewise, the same thing from your uh, customer center. You can see your upcoming uh, customers, your payments, and the like. Now to finish, to finish, I wanna finish with uh, one last thing inside of both QBO and QBD. That's kind of a cool resource and I provided some documentation for you in the uh, PowerPoint presentation, which you have a copy of. And I wanna show you one last kind of nifty thing. And unfortunately we won't get the chance to be able to review this together, but I hope you get a chance to check this out. And it is accessing data directly inside of uh, QuickBooks. Uh, I'm sorry, accessing data from QuickBooks directly inside of Microsoft Excel and other tools like this. So I mentioned, for example, the Power BI connector, which exists for, um, which exists for uh, Power uh, for Power BI that exists for QBO. There are other tools though that will allow you to be able to pull your data out of QuickBooks and pull it into other applications. Okay, a couple of really cool third-party tools that I want to mention. Uh, one is going to be called CData, and CData makes connectors to QuickBooks and lots of other applications that allow you to be able to pull out data from those applications directly into uh, in Microsoft Excel. So for like, for example, Brittany's issue where she wanted to be able to pull just that one thing out and that one thing only, she can actually bypass the entire accounting system by using this tool from CData. Uh, there's also another comparable tool. It's called QODBC. And if you happen to have um, the full version of QuickBooks Enterprise, you can actually get this for free. Uh, the one big limitation is it only supports 32-bit applications. So that's one of the reasons why I don't really push it that hard. The CData uh, application will support both uh, 32 and 64-bit. But what's kind of cool with these tools is that you can actually pull down data directly from Excel straight into um, absolutely straight into uh, um, Excel, Power BI, and other tools like this. And K2, we actually have a learning resource that you can check out. And what this learning resource will allow you to do will allow you to work and feel the direct data from QuickBooks. It'll give you a really good sense of what it like it feels like to be able to pull data out of QuickBooks straight into Excel without actually having to go through the reports or the application itself to begin with. And we've got a free resource here. There's some information. I provided slides that uh, are outside the scope of this course, but I at least wanted to make you aware of this, that you can actually walk through and learn how to pull down data directly from QuickBooks into these different applications. Okay, and I provided a couple of different resources for you to be able to try this out. If you're looking to take your knowledge for QuickBooks up to the next level, uh, maybe you wanna do things like continuous uh, audit and more, you know, this is a great way uh, to be able to step that knowledge up because what these uh, tools will allow you to do is to be able to export that data directly from QuickBooks right into um, Excel, Power BI, and really kind of any other tool. Well, folks, that does bring us to the end of our presentation and it is right on the money. Before we go, just to quickly summarize us, I feel like today we covered a lot of ground. We learned a lot of quick tips, how to resolve a lot of customer issues. We talked about what's new in QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Desktop. We talked about getting started, how to get our customers up and running, how to get them set up, how to uh, whether they're doing online or desktop, 
We talked about working with lists and setting up our chart of accounts and setting up our items and products and services. We even talked about how we can leverage reporting and better analyze, analyzing of our data. And hopefully I gave you a lot of insight with respect to different tools, techniques, uh, tips and tricks to leverage utilizing this tool effectively. Now, before we go, I do wanna provide you my contact information. If you have any questions about anything that we've discussed today, please, by all means, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy and here to help. Uh, my contact information is right here on the slide. Uh, you can reach out to me at uh, steve.yas at k2e.com or steve at debmatics.io, whatever one works for you. Um, I think my K2 would be a little bit more preferred. So steve.yas at k2e.com. Uh, with any questions you have, I'm happy to help on QuickBooks Online, QuickBooks Desktop, Excel, Power BI, or more. I teach pretty much everything that K2 has to offer. So if there's anything I can do for you, please, by all means, ask. Um, I'd like to say thank you on behalf of our organization and thank you on behalf of your state societies. I know you have options when it comes to your continuing education. Thank you so much for choosing your state society and choosing my class. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you here all today and presenting this material to you. And I think I have the greatest job in the world and I couldn't do it without you nice folks coming. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. And I very much hope to see you again soon. Best wishes, good luck to you all. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much for attending our presentation and podcast for today. As a reminder, you can check out cpetoday.com for all your continuing education needs. We have courses on every topic you can think of from accounting to audit to ethics and regulation and more. Everything you need to know to stay relevant, current, and up to date with the profession. Again, check out cpetoday.com. If you're a new watcher or listener to the CPE Today podcast, again, we offer you a free course and a free credit for you to try our services. Pick the podcast of your choosing and use coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST at checkout to make that purchase free. If you enjoyed our presentation, please consider connecting with us on social media and let us know what you think. You can find us just about everywhere at CPE Today, uh, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. And please consider subscribing to us wherever you happen to receive your content. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and others. We'd love for you to leave a review and let us know what you think. It helps new listeners and watchers find our course and content. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Thank you for being in the office, and we look forward to seeing you back here soon. Take care.